I'm Laurel Turner from The Review here at 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Uh, right before their fall concert here at CSU, The Head and the Heart, uh, their drummer Tyler actually called into the studio and I had the pleasure of interviewing him, which you're about to listen to right now. All right, I, I want to start at the very beginning. I remember reading a few years ago from another interview that you did that you credit a lot of your career as a drummer uh, to your sixth grade music teacher. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can correct. you talk about that? Yeah, Miss Randall. Um, she kind of pushed me to be more dynamic and to just be a more conscientious musician, you know, in relationship with other instruments. So it was kind of like just the first real teacher that I had who who I kind of felt like was taking an interest in the things that I cared about. I, yeah. When I read that, I was like, that is so much deeper than I would have expected. But, you know, that's because <laughs> you yeah, wanted I mean, to be a saxophone player, right? Well, not really. I just thought it was cool. So yeah. I like tried out and she was like, you're definitely not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> put the uh, kibosh on that quickly. Good, good. I think I think we're all happy for that. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so the Head and Heart is six years old now, and you guys started in Seattle, allegedly in a pub, and yeah. now you're two days away from headlining a sold-out show at Red Rocks. You're here at CSU today, and you dropped uh, a few singles from your third album. One of them is already doing pretty pretty well. So yeah. how does it feel to look back on the younger you now that you're on the other side of it and you're here? That's a good question. It's kind of it's kind of interesting because it feels very organic. It feels like, you know, nothing's been like a giant leap. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of had time to adjust and grow into um, into this situation into and into who who we are now. You know. Yeah. Um, and everything we've always done has has always been a uh, kind of like an outward manifestation of who we are as people on the inside. So everything that we do kind of feels just honest now, you know, it's, it's always what we've done. So, um, I would say the thing that's changed the most probably from, from those days is just, you know, our relationships with each other. We, we don't like fight as much. We, we obviously get frustrated, but like, you know, not mm-hmm. like we used to be where we were, you know, just always all over top of each other. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's cool. I, I wanted to ask that because, um, you know, it has seemed like your growth and your popularity has been organic. That's such a perfect word for it. And that yeah. kind of connects to another question that I had, which was, um, so it's related to this. I have to preface it, of course. The first album, The Head and the Heart, has like this amazing, timeless Americana sound to it. It fits really well into the soulful like grit associated with a lot of indie folk. And I yeah. think the same goes for Let's Be Still. Um, but it sounds already like there's a bit of a change in that sound for signs of light Um, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that because I know there was a hiatus in between the two Mm -hmm. albums yeah we've all just kind of done a uh, you know we we took the time off we took the time off to uh, just kind of you know go our separate ways you know we all did different things and were influenced by different music Um, and I think we were also limited on the first two records by a our level of musicianship, you know, we weren't as good as we are now. We were, you know, younger and not as mature with our writing or whatever it may be. And also as you make records, you, you know, that you had, you find more tricks and you find more abilities that come to light when you're in the studio and when you're on stage. So I think all of it is just, you know, kind of all those things put together, the music we were listening to, the situation that we lived in the time off, 
and you know, like seven, six or seven years of experience. So I think I, I would hope that it would sound different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like growth and change is probably a good thing, you know, after six, seven years. Yeah. Now, you traveled back to Richmond back in 2014. I think I remember reading that you wanted to go and explore the music scene there. Uh, yeah, actually. Um, yeah, I kind of started a like a psych rock side project, and we actually made two records um, in the time that, you know, since we put out our last till now. So, you know, just kind of like trying to stay busy and creative and learning, really. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also started managing a girl from Richmond, Lucy Dacus, who just signed a Matador record. So, hey, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good to be home sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. All right, so back to the Signs of Light tour, and yeah. I guess even any other tours. Um, do you have a favorite venue that you've ever played? Ever? <laughs> um, <laughs> that is a tough question. I mean, Red Rocks is obviously up there. Um, that We played there two years ago, headlining, and then we also opened for the Shins in 2012. So That's we're cool. kind of experienced with it, but it's definitely been, you know, it's always such a unique, interesting vibe there. Well, and it, I mean, it's, it's Red Rocks. It's so oh, iconic it's and just magical. Yeah. Yeah. I really also loved uh, the Greek in Berkeley. Um, that that place was, you know, it feels like you're in Roman times. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think those two would be definitely some up there for me. Cool. Okay. So band's been around for like six-ish years. Where do you hope to see the band six years from now? Oh, man. Aren't you loving all these deep questions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's you know it's so funny because we've just been taking everything like day by day, doing shows and promo and stuff. So it's so hard to like think into the future right now as we're putting out another record. Um, but you know, I'd hope that we'd still be relevant and making music at at this level. You know, and that's that's just the goal is to just kind of keep keep going and keep making music. Yeah, keep growing and keep finding that new sound. Yeah, I think that. For us, it's inevitable that we're going to change our music over time. You know, I think that that's just who we are as people. We can't stay, you know, yeah. we can't stay the same. No, definitely. Um, all right, two more questions for you. Yeah. Of all the tracks that you've put out, do you have a favorite? Off the new record? Or, or all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that, yeah, I mean, Down in the Valley, off the first record, is one of my favorite songs. And then off, uh, I'm going to pick one off each record. And then Let's Be Still, <laughs> I think Another Story is my favorite song off that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a new song on the new record, Sun Delight, called Dreamer, that is far and away probably my favorite song we've ever written. So. Why is it your favorite? I think it's the most unique song we've written. And it also, um, I don't know, it just feels timeless and classic in a different way than maybe you would have described the first record. Right. right. Um, but it, it also feels unique to who we are and doesn't seem like anything that anybody's doing now, which is cool. I think that's awesome because I, you know, a lot of people have asked me, well, who is Head and Heart? Like, well, you know them from the radio. Um, and a really good way to describe your guys' sound is there's an organicness to it, there's a timelessness to it, but it's always also unique, which is really huh. cool. Thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm only wearing a Mariner's hat. It's it's no big deal. Oh, really? You are? Well, it's my lucky hat. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, it, yeah. I didn't even realize that it worked so well until after I got here. I was like, all right. We're on board. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last question is a fun one, I promise. Uh, If you could jam with any performer or musician, alive or dead, absolutely anybody, you could even pick more than one if you need to, who would you pick? 
Mm. I'd have to go with Keith Moon. Okay. Like, he's a maniac on drums, <laughs> and I feel like it would be ridiculous to uh, get on stage with him and watch some explosives go off and then, you know, wreck a Rolls Royce into a pool. That would be, <laughs> that would be the night for me. Isn't that everybody's dream, though? I, I would. Yeah, I think so. At least it's mine. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I I think I'll probably thank you so much for calling in and doing this quick awesome interview with me. Yeah, uh, thank you for uh, talking to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably see. I will see you. You probably won't see me. I get to cover the concert. Very excited. Oh, cool. That. Well, come say hi. I I will try to like. I'll probably still be wearing my hat. I'll just like wave from afar. Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll we'll notice for sure. Okay, we'll, good. We'll probably call it out from stage. Oh, could you really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Tyler. You have a, uh, a good trip up here and a good concert. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And then later that evening, along with Coleman Hell and Our City, the head and the heart totally rocked the stage at Ramfest 2016. I'd like to give another thank you to Tyler and the head and the heart for allowing for that interview to happen. It was very fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'm Laurel Turner from The Review. You can catch my show on Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. right here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm your type of girl.